Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Board Game Barbarians. I'm your host Andrew and with me as always is my co-host and barbarian brother Justin. Yes, always. I'm always here waiting in the always. wings to discuss board games. I this just is... gotta pull them out of the closet and set them up <laughs> and dust them off a little bit. Yeah, I need uh, some sleeves. Oh, what are you sleeving up? Just my friend. I need like one friend-sized sleeve. He's yep. gonna go in my board game collection and, uh, you know, want to keep him minty. We're good. Yep. In case mint, I resell them one dish. day. Mint can dish. Mint can dish. <laughs> I don't know why that feels like such a 90s term. Mint can dish. <laughs> Let me get my friend graded. I'm going to send him into PSA. You know, we'll see. We'll see what I happens. Hope, I hope it's a nine. <laughs> but he's been stabbed a lot. so Yeah. So, you know, maybe seven, five. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it does. <laughs> um. Yeah. How's the, How's everything going? It's it's going, man. It's it's been a, a crazy month. Um, I think last time we recorded was uh, it was would have been early October. So since then, I've yep. had my full air conditioning replaced in my house. I've had my roof replaced. We've gone to a, uh, a professional level event together. Uh, Halloween happened. My daughter's birthday's in a week, and and Thanksgiving's in two weeks. So. In my birthday's in a week. <laughs> yeah, but it's day before my daughter's birthday, so you know, I already got you your birthday present. You get it early, and then I ignore you on your birthday. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's how, <laughs> how it goes. I just imagine texting you on my birthday like, hey, man, how are you? And you're just like, who's this? <laughs> uh, don't talk to me, so bye. Um, I, <laughs> As far as tabletop stuff, I've, I've really, I don't think I've done anything outside of uh, what we're talking about this month. So, uh, Flesh yeah, and blood. Just, uh, well, um, no, I've kind of been um, sort of exploring trading card games like as a whole. Like I'm not planning to like jump in with both feet on anything like I did with Flesh and Blood. Um, um, so Flesh and Blood was a gateway. <laughs> but gateway Well, I, I think it just was a gateway to me looking at and paying attention to non-Magic the Gathering trading card games. Um, because they're in a really interesting, weird place right now where they're kind of booming. Yeah. Um, and there are some games where it's like, I, I don't I don't want to play this, but I kind of wouldn't mind having some of it in the event that I could get someone to play with sometime. Like, like, like I'd like to play the Digimon card game. I'm not going to try to get anyone into it, but I might like buy a little bit of product and have it so that one time, like you and I are hanging out, I can be like, hey, I've got these two decks of this game. You want to play this thing? You know? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, because there's just a lot of the the trading card game space is in a very weird time period right now. Like it's 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 almost it's almost feeling like weird late '90s all over again, um, which is very strange. Uh, yeah. So yeah, kind kind of been paying attention to card games and stuff. Uh, and and I like I haven't bought anything. Um, well, I bought some of one game. Uh, I traded you for your old Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Like, just I'm just yep. accruing cardboard is where I am. This this is a phase in life I'm in. You know when you hit your like you know you're coming up on your mid 30s and you just start accruing cardboard. That normal phase yeah, that every person quarter goes life crisis. Yeah, where where you're just like I just need cardboard. I need more cardboard in my life. Um, yep. And everyone's, I, going, everyone's doing it. I think Flesh and Blood kind of you know spurred it along because i was like oh hey there's because for years i've always loved card games and for years it was like oh well there's magic pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and then there's lcgs and then that's kind of it there's kind of nothing else 
Um, yeah. And I think Flesh and Blood made me kind of look at that market and realize like, oh, there are things now. There is stuff to pay attention to. I could have like, all right, this is my main card game, but then I have some stuff from these other ones and every now and then I'll play them, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited about where, where card games are right now. So I've kind of been digging deep in on that, uh, on our board game show, which I know is just, uh, uh you know, not a- exciting to a lot of board gamers. <laughs> yeah. I guess well, so. table, tabletop gaming show, it's I a, guess. It's a you tabletop know. show. We talk um, about D and D. I have seen interesting, um, kind of combinations of, board game and more traditional tabletop style things being mixed with card games and i you know it's it's a it's a it's a moving goal yeah so it's one of those things where who knows who knows what the next five years will look like andrew who knows what card game have you been what other card games have you been looking at i've been looking at all of them honestly i i, I oh, caught right. up on like where i was like where's Yu-Gi-Oh? and i looked and i like watched a couple like how to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh videos and i was like oh i don't I mean, this is horrible and i left <laughs> very quickly right um that was one of those games where i realized that like i don't know that i like the game as much as i like my place in the game where i enjoyed it like i like yeah. that part you know when i was playing in middle school but where it is now like i don't know that i want to engage in that like i've been kind of looking at the digimon card game that looks fun i've been kind of eyeing like some of the new pokemon stuff coming out right now none of it really speaks to me um but you know you never know um there's that new one uh metazoo which i'm still trying to like figure out i i, I don't know what's going on with that it's it's weird um there's a there, there's just there's a bunch of new card games coming there's this one by um one of the dudes that worked on a game that i've already forgotten uh path of exile um called sorcery uh that looks really cool okay um just there's just tons there's just tons of there, there there's one that's like a weird Yu-Gi-Oh knockoff called nostalgics coming on to uh kickstarter sometime soon it looks real bad but i'm, I'm interested right like if i could get like bad. if i could get like two decks of it for 10 bucks like yeah i'd do that like i'd be like okay sure why not i mean <laughs> you know <laughs> like i just um so yeah there's just there's just so much going on in a space that i mean five six years ago there was quite literally almost nothing there was like there's fantasy flight games and their lcgs there's, you know, the the big three trading card games that have been there for years and years, and there's nothing. Enjoy! Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a whole weird segment of, like, anime-themed uh, card games with very anime-themed art, um, which I guess you could say, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon kind of are. Um, but right. stuff like... Uh, I, I, forget, I forget even the names of all of the different card games, but it's, like, its own whole separate card game what was segment. the card game you sent me where it was like the card was just so cluttered with <laughs> crap that, that was either read it weiss shorts or card fight vanguard one of those two like i was just yeah, looking at them and i was like fight. i don't even know what's happening on this card like yeah i couldn't even like <laughs> i could, could not read it just, it was like when you look at the newer pokemon cards and it's like it's like the v max ultra lightning pikachu xex edition and it's like the card is just like there's so much shit happening that i'm like i don't is it a pokemon i don't know what's happening <laughs> they just came out with new pokemon cards where you have to, it's like fucking exodia from Yu-Gi-Oh. you got to play four different sections of this pokemon and they all fuse into one big pokemon and i'm like i don't know what's happening oh man i'm excited because i like cards but i don't know what's happening well, I don't know what's happening either. I guess we'll get into 
Well, first off, I, I did forget to talk about uh, just housekeeping stuff. Oh, yeah. So uh, go check out Justin's uh, show, Retro. It feels weird now. Like you just talked about <laughs> it's, your whole thing. And then, it's and out then of I'm place like, now. I'm like, well, this well, commercial welcome break. Welcome to the show. <laughs> go check out retro warriors justin's other show go check out our other show talking wizards which is a patreon exclusive show for retro warriors mm-hmm. um and uh check out my other show cinema rogues that i do with guy yeah a guy yeah um but go ahead <laughs> no you go ahead i've got okay. nothing I, I as soon as i opened my mouth i was like what am i even interrupting him for i don't <laughs> i don't even have anything to you say just inhaled and i was, I was like just uh-huh. like <gasps> um i i got to play uh dune yes i'm excited to hear how avalon hill remake dune it was uh it was a lot of fun it ended very so i mean you have a max of 10 turns yeah and i think we were all just so new at the game that like because you win whenever you get three control things three strongholds Mm -hmm. and then you get to the point to where um you check for win condition yeah and both games somebody won on like turn three or four mm-hmm. because they they just grabbed every stronghold very quickly yeah and i think i feel like we were doing something wrong <laughs> yeah I, I didn't have the rules so i couldn't check i i know it's a game of treachery uh so i wonder if maybe it was one of those things where you were you're supposed to have like real sneaky ways to undermine their their undermine their ownership of something and maybe you you maybe as a group you didn't quite understand the ways you were supposed to do that. Well, I think it probably has to do with worms. Worms. Just throwing it out all the worms. All the worms in that game. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun whenever we were playing it. Yeah, and I think all the factions are very. Uh, we we couldn't play, or we not couldn't, but. It was suggested by the book that with the amount of players that we had, we didn't play with Benny Gesserit. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the all the factions were really cool. Yeah, I liked playing. I played as a Harkin in the first game and a Trades the second game. Trades is kind of weak. Yeah, it's kind of a weak faction. Yeah, well, I guess it in the context of Dune, it makes it makes a little bit of sense, you know. Within the the plot of the first book, they're kind of the the weaker faction, right. um, just because they just got done getting all uprooted and stuff. But can you can you is the like who are all the factions? Like is the Empire there? Like what what is what's going on? The Imperium, mm-hmm. uh, Spacing Guild, Fremen, uh, Atreides, and Harkonnen, and yeah. Benny Gesserit. Oh man, it looks fun. It we I remember when it came out it was one of those games where we both looked at it and we were like, oh. Three plus players? Yeah, we're never gonna play that. Yeah, and we we just didn't didn't go back to it. Yeah, we watched. We tried to. So there was a video on YouTube that we tried to watch for yeah. like how to you know because usually we I I try to look online for a video of how to play the game, and this guy just wasn't good at explaining it. <laughs> and I I notice um for future reference a lot of reviews usually give you a really brief overview of the rules and they're actually quite useful if you're the kind of person when you're like hey i don't need you to explain every single turn i just want you to give me the basic gist of it and then i can look up the nitty-gritty yeah this is one that explained like every turn oh yeah my problem with those is like i appreciate them but i it's so much information that i have to be doing it with them which means i have to be doing it by myself with them and if i'm like trying to learn with a group like it's so much information that the 
first part of the information starts squeezing out of my brain as right. the later information comes in. Yeah, that was basically what happened to us because we were we all watched it beforehand except Emily, and then we're like we got we got to hanging out and we're like, well, let's watch this video again because we still kind of don't understand it, so maybe we yeah. missed something. And then we were done watching the video, all of it, to, all of us together, and then we're all just collectively like. Yeah, I don't uh, <laughs> don't have any idea what's going on. So we just decided to like rule book in hand, play the game right. turn by turn, um, and it worked out. Yeah, theoretically, anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, it's just been a bunch of flesh and blood. Oh my gosh, so, so much. much flesh so and blood. <laughs> so we last episode we talked about flesh and blood, and we're yes. For anyone that's disappointed about that, I'm sorry. We're gonna do it again. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's we're just being honest. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's what we're excited about right now. It's what we want to talk about right now. Um, um I, I do want to s- currently go ahead. Not not a board game that we've been playing together, um, or that's new and out that we kind of well, care to talk about i did kind of want to kind of want to um kind of assuage some concerns because i'm sure there are uh, there's at least a couple listeners out there they're like look i'm here for board games not card games the name of the show is board game barbarians give me my board games uh and and, and that's valid i get it you know um but i i think what has happened is Flesh and Blood started as this you know game that we played within our tabletop gaming hobby and I think Flesh and Blood has grown to the point just in a month that it is now lo- no longer part of our tabletop gaming hobby. It is now a totally separate new hobby entity in both of our lives. Yeah. If that makes sense to anybody. So I suspect that moving forward, we'll probably talk about it a bit on the show every time we do the show. Because, I mean, it's it's turned into a thing where it's like we, we, we've played so much Flesh and Blood in the last month that i i am blown away that it's only been a month because i mean yeah. i threw away oh, all my other God. board games oh did you yeah me too i, just, I threw them right I in the just, trash i just burned them in the I backyard like, fuck all this <laughs> um <laughs> there's just a mound of plastic in my in my yard in the <laughs> so to, to anyone who's like you know i'm sick of hearing about this game like this is probably the last full episode we'll do on it i suspect that we'll probably have like little updates here and there where we're like oh hey this new set came out and we played some games and we like this and this and this okay let's move on to the rest yep. of the show um because like i said this has really kind of turned into not replaced the tabletop gaming hobby for us but it is you know it's like when you're playing you're playing tabletop games and then all of a sudden you start playing D&D and D&D grows into this own thing where you're like, oh, well, that's not really a part of the tabletop hobby for me anymore. It's now its own separate hobby. It's so big. It it's cannot D&D. be contained within the the general tabletop gaming hobby for me. Because <clears throat> you bought all the books and you went insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I but I, I am really excited to talk about it uh, this episode because, man, w- what a what a journey we have been on with flesh and blood for the last month so hopefully if you're if you maybe you don't like card games or whatever uh, maybe it'll still be interesting for you to hear about our v- only month long journey with the game that seems I thought it's been two months hasn't it um well it, it's 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 been like a month and a half since we started has it has it only been a month and a half we well i well i bought into the game right before tales of aria which came out on september 24th okay so i bought the game and then like within a, or or we we learned the game and within a week i had bought a box of tales of aria like three four days after release 
So late September, it's only early November. I mean, That's it's true. November 11th right now. So, so about a month and a half. Yeah. Um, so I, I do just kind of want to talk about our positions in the game. Um, and I want to start with uh, money and product because <laughs> this is a collectible game. And I think when we both got into it, we were like, yeah, we'll buy some of these little Blitz decks. They're cheap. They're 11 bucks each. And we'll, we'll you know, it's whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll enjoy it and maybe we'll get some more stuff later. And we were very quickly ravenous for anything flesh and blood yeah um and it's one of those things where where we started buying this stuff up at a a rapid rate me more than you but only a little more like Eh, (laughs) maybe a little bit a little bit more than a little yeah um so it's 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 one of those things where where like just our positions in the game and 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 what we have invested in the game both time and money wise has grown exponentially since the last yeah. time we recorded and not out of any and I do want to stress this because um since our last recording the last time we recorded we're like it's out there go buy the shit I mean it's everywhere you know it's unlimited print it's available since our last recording they have announced that two unlimited sets are now out of print so I did want to say, like, we were buying tons of stuff, not because it was going out of print or we were, like, trying to make money or flip boxes or whatever. We were literally just buying it because we were just excited and we just we wanted, wanted more. Stuff. Yeah. And and that's such a wonderful place to be in where, where yeah, like, some of the stuff, like, I overpaid for. Like, I bought Tales of Aria right at release, first edition, and the box price plummeted, like, 30, 40 bucks less than what I paid for. I didn't even care. Because I was like, it's just a great game. I'm just happy to have the cards. Like, yeah, if you charge me $600 for a box and now it's 50 bucks, I'm going to be a little upset. <laughs> uh, you know, but like we're, we're just... We, Which we, is not what happened. No, uh, we really are just very excited about this yeah. game. Well, since um, since we last talked, I bought two... Const- well, first off, since we last talked... Or did a show. Yeah. Uh, Justin and I have now played Constructed. So for anyone yes. that was listening before and was like, oh, you guys haven't even played the game. Yeah. We have now played the game. It's funny because last episode I was like, hey, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you haven't even played the real game if you haven't played Constructed. And we were, I don't I don't want to say we were critical, but I think we, we were a little, um, I don't know that, that we were convinced that that was the case. And now... We don't even play Blitz anymore. We we started playing Constructed. And it wasn't like this shift where we're like, oh, well, let's do more Constructed instead of Blitz. We just started doing Constructed and we were like, yeah. this is great. Let's keep doing it. And I'm I'm not, you know, and we're not not going to play Blitz anymore. Like, right. Still I still have Blitz, Blitz decks. Yeah. yeah. I still spent time building Blitz, Blitz decks. And yeah. I still like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but since then, I I bought two starter constructed decks, mm-hmm. um, and had to throw those together from getting, and, and I guess we'll talk about that because it's happened, you know, to you too. Yeah, we buy from TCG Player. dot mm-hmm. com mostly, um, yeah, mostly, and whenever you buy from them, as Justin explained on the last episode, it's it's a bunch of you basically just pick the cards you want, and then a bunch of different stores 
um, are the ones that you're purchasing it from and TCG player just takes care of everything for you. Yeah. Um, so what happens is you have this flurry of cards that just get mailed to you <laughs> over uh, several like two week period. Basically, It's funny. I, I, it had never occurred to me that you had never experienced ordering a whole deck from TCG player. I hadn't. So like every day I'm like going out like it's mail time. Yeah. And, and you I got go like two or three cards. Check the mail and I'm like, oh boy, new cards. Yeah. And that was a fun experience. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's uh uh it, it's exciting uh, uh getting cards in the mail and 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 getting to put those decks together. I do kind of want to talk about our journey like strategically mechanically i don't know how to phrase it like where where we have gone in the last month with the game as far as how we play how we strategize how we're thinking about the game how we feel about the game kind of from a mechanical gameplay level um to now because in the last month i mean the way i even think about the game has been turned upside down like three different times I think that's happened a lot more for you because you've played a lot more games than I have with well, more people. I don't know if I played a lot more. Um, I a- think I've played like a, like at least a handful more. I think yeah, I've played with a, a few more people, like three or four more people than you. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I've played a lot more games than you. Well, I mean, the way that I play hasn't really changed a whole lot, except for maybe that I'm more okay with blocking more often yeah um and i also feel like i understand how to manage my hand better yeah after blocking i have kind of reached a point where um when i started playing the game it was a lot of because you you i i i could say pretty confidently that you took to the game faster and better than i did um, yeah, you picked it up out. more quickly. You had an easier time with kind of the basic mechanics and stuff. I struggled hard. Um, and there were many times where I would I would play a game and then afterward I'd be like, I don't know that I'm even thinking about this particular aspect in the correct way. You know, I, right. I, I thought I knew how tempo worked, but I didn't. You know, I, I thought I understood like properly pitch stacking and stuff like that, but I didn't. Um and I'm kind of getting to a point where I can sort of finally, after like a month and a half, I can sort of look at decks and see how they work and and um, I guess kind of visualize. Like I could look at a deck and be like, okay, I see how I would play this. I see how this is supposed to work, except for like super complicated decks, right? Right. Um, and, and that's very liberating for me because that puts me at a point where I feel confident actually building stuff. I mean, we were building decks before, but it's just like, this is what I have. So I want a ninja deck. So all my ninja cards go in a pile and I shuffle them up and that's, that's (laughs) how it works. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was how we started for, for all of the classes was right. Put a pile together. That's kind of, I mean, that's how it is with construct or not constructed with, uh, sealed yeah that's basically yeah. the only you just way open six seal. packs and, and go i will say the only thing we've not done that i still want to do but it hasn't really been in the cards for us pun intended is that we Oof. have not drafted yet yeah uh we have played sealed we have done constructed we've done blitz um but because we don't play in person and because neither one of us plays regularly at a store we don't have draft as an option presented to us and so that's that's kind of a bummer um we'll do it eventually 
Yeah, but I notice, um, and I notice this a lot, like when I get really into things, because I have a tendency to get just the tiniest, I mean, most minute amount obsessive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, you know, when you first discover something, you're like, oh, man, this is really exciting. And for a month or two, you're thinking about it. All. Like we, when you're like making dinner, you're sitting there thinking about it. And that's like all you can think about for a while. And we've reached a point where we've been doing it enough weeks now that I've kind of cooled off on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm still really invested and interested, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not excited to play the game, but it's like I'm not thinking about it every waking second. Well, I'm I'm glad uh, that you had the same thought today. You told me about it that I've had <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, which is I'll be like sitting on the couch or just doing something else, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "Is is it good?" <laughs> yes and (laughs) is flesh and blood a good game or am i just being crazy because i'll do this because i'll get obsessed about something for no real reason sometimes it's just how my brain works um and in the middle of being obsessed with it i'll be like i think this is actually bad yeah and i just like it for dumb reasons and so i had this yeah today i was sitting there today and i was like do I like flesh and blood because it really is that strategically deep and enjoyable and satisfying of a game? Or do I just like opening new cards and it's got cool art and whatever? And I had that moment. And then we sat down to play tonight and like the first turn, the gears start turning. I'm trying to figure out how to sequence my hand, which has been a big, uh, I've been working so hard on just learning sequencing, which is very hard for me for non-card game players. It's playing your cards in the most optimal order which is something that Flesh and Blood really wants you to do. Most card games want you to do that, right? But some are more forgiving than others. Um, And so I immediately started, I was playing a Katsu deck, a ninja deck, and I was trying to sequence it. And immediately I remembered thinking about that before, and I was like, no, it really is just that good. (laughs) It's just, it's just... It is, it is, it's, it's, it, it, at first it was new and exciting. And as the newness has worn off, it has been replaced with a very deep level of satisfaction for me. Yeah. Um, which for me, generally, that means this is something that is going to be here long term for me. Because um, sometimes there's stuff you get excited when the new wears off. You're like, all right, on to the next thing, you know. Um, but Flesh and Blood, the new has started to wear off. Um, you know, we're a month from the previous, over a month from the last product that has released we're over a month away from the next product that's going to release we're kind of in between cycles nationals is over which we'll talk about later um we're kind of settling into the decks and the archetypes that we like so the new has worn off and but it's 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 still there like every time i sit down and play i'm just like man what what a great game yeah like if it wasn't collectible, if it was, if it, if if every card was worth nothing tomorrow, the entire market tanked, LSS shut down, everyone hated the game, I would still take my cards to my friends and be like, "Will you please play this with me? Because it is such a good game. Please play this game with me." Right. Um. It's just. It is just still a blast for me. Yeah. I um. I have a lot of fun playing. I feel like it's one of those things where. Uh, I'm afraid that it's not good, <laughs> but, yeah. but but I, I have such a fun time and you have a fun time and we seem to like, you know, have other, other people that are interested in the game and yeah. obviously we went to a, a competition, which we can talk about. Yeah. I wanted to get into that next. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people that like the game 
Yeah. So it's obviously like a good game. It's just one of those things that I that I like in the back of my head. I'm kind of like afraid of, like, <laughs> just slightly. Well, I feel like it's this thing where, um, and for people that haven't played card games long term, um, what happens sometimes is you'll get into a game and you're like, man, this is so good. I love it. And then the game changes over time it shifts over time so you'll get in like you're like all right man i really love pokemon right now pokemon's fantastic i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna go to store events it's amazing and then your cards kind of start rotating out and gameplay design shifts and now they're on to the next big you know whatever gameplay mechanic they're gonna add or remove to the game same thing with magic and the game slowly sort of morphs into something where you're like oh well i don't like it as much now this isn't as good for me now. And what we've done in the last six weeks is we've rapid fire gone from the beginning of Flesh and Blood from Welcome to Wraith, the original set, and played through every single set to now. Yep. And the entire way, the entire journey as we're like progressing through, you know, not just us learning the game, but us experiencing everything the game has come out with so far. Um every step of the way was more exciting than the last which what a what a treat that was too that we're this we're close enough to be the beginning of this game that we can experience all of that yeah even with uh i mean i'm glad that we did experience it because like you said at the beginning of the show there's two sets that are now just last month we were like yeah go buy it it's on amazon it's whatever and they've announced their first sets going out of print Uh, which makes sense right because they had they had five in active print uh, and they, they've got two more that are coming out early next year. Like you can only keep so many sets in print, right? You got to eventually cut some that, that are getting smaller orders. It's just my, my favorite was the one that just got cut. Yeah. Well, you can go buy box. It's still out there. It's still somewhere. Yeah. I'm not though. Um, and, and so, uh, this is one of the things that every card game has to come to terms with, which is you can't print everything forever. Unlimited doesn't mean you will print it for all eternity. It means you will print to whatever demand exists for it. And just because it's out of print, those cards are still valid in competitive play. Right. There's no rotation in the game. As we talked about last episode, you can play any flesh and blood card except for the like, there's three or four promo cards that were way early on that are real stupid and weird where it's like, open a pack and does it, you know, Um, those are the only ones that aren't, aren't legal. Um, But yeah, so it and, and and I don't want to get too far into it because we kind of talked about the collector thing last episode. Yeah. Um and I did co- want to say that real quick. Yeah. That this this game does as far as like purchasing things, um, like there was a there was a deal that you had a mm-hmm. couple days ago mm-hmm. where it was like three hundred bucks for three boxes. <clears throat> yes. Um and you were like, it's too good a deal. I gotta well, get it. <laughs> It was $300 for um, three first edition boxes, and one of them um, I had been looking at, but it was it had been selling for $200 because it was first edition, so it's been out of print since earlier this year. Yeah. Um, and then it was two first edition boxes of the newest set, which are selling for about $100. And I was like, well, basically it's $100 off of the one box and the other ones for regular price. Yeah, and it's um, your favorite set that was the $200. It is. Set. Monarch is... I don't know that Monarch is mechanically my favorite set. Monarch is... Art-wise. Art, is. aesthetically, I love Monarch. And it's the one that I really thought I would hate. Because I do not love, like, angels and demons kind of themes. Yeah, and it's all um, light and dark. And it's all light and dark, shadow and, and light cards. Um, 
but the dark cards aren't really like demons in the traditional sense it's all just like really horrible dark like horror related imagery yeah uh and i really dig it i dig it a whole lot but you bought that and i was like do you need me to buy one of those boxes off of you okay don't phrase it like you're like hey do you need me to help you out you're like i'll buy one of those you got one for 100 bucks yeah i'll do that (laughs) but it did help you out it did oh no it did yeah um (laughs) don't get me wrong um so i i I guess my my overall point is here is that like we we've i feel like we've reached a level of competency where um i don't think i could like win any events but i think i could play competently at a store for like an evening running like an armory or a skirmish event or whatever um and i think i could not lose every game and that brings us to the competition we went to. <laughs> yeah, so we... The, the Calling Dallas-Fort Worth. Yes. So we just finished U.S. Nationals. I think um, I think Canadian Nationals is this weekend, and I think all the Nationals tournaments are over. There's no Worlds tournament this year. Um, but we went to a real professional-level flesh-and-blood event. They call it a Calling. And uh, we went, and we entered the main event, and we played. And it was... Um, Tales of Aria sealed, and this was like, I mean, really kind of three weeks, I think, into us really playing the game, like really kind of learning it. Yeah. And we we were so not prepared to yeah. go to a And I think we knew that. We went in, we're like, look, we'll pay the entry fee, we'll get a cool play mat, we'll get to walk around, be around other people playing the game, pick up some cards and accessories. And got some really cheap sleeves. And and then yeah, we'll play. So we played the main event, and I think we both we both dropped that for the first round. We were like, this is bad. Oh yeah. no, we have made a mistake. I mean, at, at the end of the day, we got a free, not free, we got a play mat, and we yeah. got some cards. And we went, and we got a, a box of Monarch cheap, and we cut it down the middle, and we played some sealed, and we played with our sealed decks and our blitz decks. Like, it was just a fun time. For people that have never gone to, like, an event for any game that you like, really go. Because even if you're not playing in the main event, it's just fun to be in a room full of other people that are excited to play the same game that you like you know yep. there's side events there's stuff to do there's vendors like it's it's just a blast to just be in a room full of people that are like yeah we also really like flesh and blood i think it was cool also just to see as you said the vendors with the the singles that they had yeah that was it's cool just seeing all the singles in person like yeah the game is still small enough that you can't walk into any old card shop in america and and like look at a whole glass case full of cards Um, I know a lot of people are still kind of struggling to like find card stores in their area that sell singles that maybe even whether they carry the product or not. And it was just neat to be like, oh, yeah, like look at all these, all the real rare and cool and expensive cards. Like it was neat to see them. Yeah. Um, uh, Go ahead. I I don't think I I don't remember. I don't think I got like I didn't get like pounded into the ground in my game. You did a lot better than me. I think I I was still I think I got him under at least to like ten health or under ten yeah. health. I played my they, first match and I was like, I have a fundal, fundamental misunderstanding of how I should be playing this game. And that was my yeah. first real big like, hey, you're doing it wrong, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like you just were like, yeah, I'm not super into like playing high level competitive. Like, I lost, I'll move on. It's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I was also, you know, I've got social anxiety, so it was like one of those yeah. things where I was afraid of, like, making mistakes because we were only three weeks into playing the game. So I was 
it was and the nice. Guy, the, the first guy I played against was really nice. Like he yeah. was like I, I made several mistakes that he was like, "Hey, you can't do that," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, I'm sorry." Yeah. Like, I I have noticed, and this is kind of an exciting thing for like newer games, is that nobody's been playing the game very long, like because yeah. it hasn't existed for very long, and it especially hasn't existed in America in an accessible for format for very long. I mean, the, 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 so we just had our U.S. Nationals in the winter of U.S. Nationals is like, yeah, I've been playing for like two months. Like, <laughs> the, you, you know, I, I, when I sat down to do sealed with it, I, the guy across from me, I was like, Hey man, like I just started like two or three weeks ago. And he was like, yeah, me too. This is my third game ever. Oh my God. <laughs> you know? And, and, and so it's, it's fun. There's a lot of like, when you, when you play something like magic or Pokemon or whatever competitively, there's a lot of this sort of old guard mentality, Right. Um, you know, these people that have been grinding these tournaments for decades now, and, and it can be intimidating to walk in there and be like, oh, well, I don't understand how that interaction works. Or, oh, I've never seen that card before. Or, oh, I have a basic misunderstanding of the rules, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> um, and, and it's hard to walk into people that have been playing a game for 25 years and be like, you know, be, be like, I knew. how many health do I start with? Like... It, it, you know, and it's not to say like anyone's going to get up in your face and yell at you or whatever, but it makes you feel like a, 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 a dumbass. You don't want to walk in there and be, and be the, the dumbass on parade for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. Um, and for Flesh and Blood, it's so new that it's just it's exciting to walk in there and be like, everyone in here is in the same boat as me. Everyone has just started at least less than a year ago. You have to have, you know, um, it's it's cool to have that. When is the next? So is the is the calling only happen once a year? Um, so the, the uh, this is their tournament structure, right? They're gonna have um, callings next year that'll eventually lead into nationals, and then theoretically they're gonna have a worlds tournament. Now they've announced um how much money there's. I think it's like a million dollars in prizes next year, some some crazy number, but they mm -hmm. have not announced the tournament structure yet, so we don't know. Um, what Flesh and Blood does is it does. Um, armory and skirmish events, which are run at a store level, and they send out promos and stuff that you can get for winning and playmats and things. And then the callings, and they have another type of tournament called a pro quest, um, are kind of the things that lead you into nationals and theoretically worlds when it happens. Right. Um, we just had nationals for a whole bunch of countries, um, and it was very exciting and very interesting. Um, I, I did kind of forget how a lot of tournaments like this go in competitive card games for people that have not played competitive. It's usually this thing where it's like, all right, there's these like three or four decks. These are the ones dominating right now. So most of high level competitive play is going to be large amounts of those decks. Right. And, uh, um, so nationals was a little bit, uh, it was a lot of mirror matches and stuff. Uh, Briar and chain were pretty much like, like filling up the, the, the upper echelons. Um, there's a lot of speculation on whether or not they will issue a ban because the Briar deck is just so good right now and so efficient. Um, and, and I'm real curious to see where that goes. Basically what happened is they released Briar, who's a Runeblade hero, and her whole thing is that you have to play a not non-attack card and an attack card, and then she gets extra stuff. And so, um... The, the U.S. national champion, Tariq Patel, he, he he came out and he was like, well, I'll just put all zero-cost cards in the deck. And then I'll be able to play non-attack and attack action cards, and I'll be able to chain them into each other. And then he found another card combo that lets him draw cards while he does it. Jeez. 
And since every card is also a resource and you can play as many resources as you have available to you as long as you're using them to pay for something, um, he basically created this Briar deck that has been called a bunch of stuff. Um, I've been calling it Cheerios, which is kind of a holdover from Magic, which is any deck that runs lots of zero-cost things. And uh, it's able to crank out crazy damage crazy efficiently. And there's a lot of speculation on whether or not there will be a ban for, for Briar coming up. Um, if they're going to, they might end up waiting till 2022 tournament structure is kind of announced and maybe till they get a, a couple of, um, events done to see like what it looks like. Cause we have new sets coming out early next year, um, yeah. that may upend where things are, but from a competitive card game perspective, the meta, the meta game was still relatively diverse in the realm of competitive card games. Right. Um, cause if you're looking at like competitive TCG professional level play and there's a deck that is 1% better than the other decks, every single pro will play that 1% better deck period. All you'll see is the deck that is 1% better and decks that are specifically built to beat the deck that is 1% better. It's just how meta games and card games tend to function. Right. Um, but we still saw a lot of representation of a lot of different heroes in the like uh, uh, top eight and top 16, top 30, you know, the, the top cuts of the tournament, which was was fun and exciting. I have really come to enjoy watching professional level play in Flesh and Blood um, because it is such a strategically interesting game. It's really interesting to watch how other people make decisions um, I, I was even when we were watching, so we went to the calling Dallas and then the next day we weren't there and I was watching it on my phone. I was at a family event and one of my other family members was like, what are you watching? And I was like, I'm watching this card game. And he goes, what do you want to put it on the TV? And I was like, I will, but it's going to confuse everyone else in the building. Um, <laughs> and he, and he was like, I don't care, you know, put it on. I like cards. And he put it on and he just sat and watched the game with me for like two hours. Cause we're at a family Jeez. event. There's nothing else going on. And by the end of it, just by view, it was the um, Namvo old him versus uh, whoever was versus Namvo at the end of uh, DFW calling. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but he's playing that old him deck and just watching it. He figured out enough of the rules to like get into the strategy of things, you know, Cause I, so That's I was cool. like, all right, each card you 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 throw it away for one, two or three resources. It goes on the bottom of your, bottom of your deck. So you see it again in that order and that pays for your other cards. And he was like, all right, I, that's, that was enough for him to watch and enjoy high level competitive play. And by the end of the match, cause you know, when you're watching a professional match, you're like, oh, they're probably going to do this, this and this next, you know, yeah. or like, oh, well, how are they going to block that? By the end of it, he was speculating along with me of like what they're going to do, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, it was it 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 painted the game in kind of a new light for me, because I think at this point we've gone so so deep down the rabbit hole that it's hard for us to look back even a month and a half ago, and and see how difficult we do or don't think the game is, you know. So seeing him look at it reminded reminded me that when we started playing the game, like the basics of it really are so super simple. Right. At its core, it is a dramatically simple game. It really is. Very simple mechanics. Now, certainly there are a lot of weird interactions and, and phases and stuff like that. But at its core, just to watch or uh, at a basic level play and understand the game, you don't really need to know all the fancy shit yet. You can, you can wait on that. 
Yeah. Um, and so that was really that way. That was one of those moments where I was like, I think maybe it is that good, you know, uh, <laughs> where I sat there and like he had never even heard of the game before in his life. And he was like, oh, you know, and by the end of it, he was like, oh, he's probably going to probably going to uh, uh, Titans fist here for four. No, I don't know how he's going to block that, you know, it, and it was uh, yeah. it was fun. It was really fun to watch that. I think, uh, or I hope that next year, I stay in the tournament for longer than the first round. <laughs> it was exciting that we got to go to the first DFW calling, um, yep. and in my head, I'm like, "Well, now we gotta go to all of them. Gotta go to every, all, all of them. every go to Florida." Go to um, <laughs> they had Cincinnati. one. Um, I think they've had one in Austin before. Um, so I, I, I wonder if maybe they're going to alternate. They'll do Austin DFW or, or maybe some, you know, some other area in Texas. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go next year. I'm excited to see where the game goes. Um, I do kind of want to mention sort of the, the, I don't know. I don't want to say the investor side of things, but for people that aren't aware Trading card games have become a highly investable commodity for people who want to park money in things, just like graded vintage video games have, just like old comic books did, you know. Um, and there's a lot of uh, weird discussion regarding Flesh and Blood because Arcane and Crucible have gone out of print. Um, there's a lot of stores that are sort of upside down on Tales of Aria because my understanding is that when Monarch came out and we weren't playing the game, this is all hearsay. This is just the timeline that I've been presented in, in the communities that I'm engaging in. Monarch came out first edition and the previous editions, Crucible, Arcane, and Welcome to Wraith, um, the first editions had very low print runs. So people immediately, stores immediately bought up all of Monarch first edition and we're selling it for way over uh, um, MSRP. Okay. And so they were selling it for like $500 a box and like first print, like arcane today is selling for like two and a half grand. So when you think about it in that regard, it's not that crazy that that happened. Unlimited eventually came out. It's affordable. You can go on Amazon right now and buy it. Hopefully it doesn't go out of print before this episode goes live or whatever. <laughs> um, and so stores were like, all right, we're going to sell Monarch for like $500 or whatever. But that price was inflated. So it crashed all the way down to about 200 bucks, which is probably where a first edition box of Monarch should be. And then the next set was Tales of Aria. First edition came out. People weren't going to get fooled again. And the price kind of drifted down to like 100, 110 bucks. Uh, 100 if like you know a guy, 110 bucks if you're just going on TCG player. Mm -hmm. And so now Unlimited comes out tomorrow. This really is the weirdest time for us to record. Arcane Rising went out of print today. We right. got our first spoiler card for the next set, and tomorrow Tales Unlimited comes out. Um, and so there's a lot of speculation because Unlimited boxes have been usually selling for like the 60 to $80 range. And so, if Tales First Edition is selling for $110, it seems unlikely that Tales Unlimited is going to get pushed out the door for $80, maybe $70, maybe $60. And so, there's a lot of people who are uh, uh, a little upside down uh, with the game right now. And so, I've seen a lot of like weird investor and distributor related doom and gloom floating around that i think long term 
I mean, really long term, I don't I don't know anything. Don't don't ask me. But I don't think it's going to be a long term concern. Um, but just for people that that if you go look into the game right now and you're like, what is all this weird discord about or uh, a discourse about people and prices and things being upside down and people freaking out about how cheap is unlimited going to be? Who knows? That's just kind of what's going on. We're going through the the throes of the first really you know, um, set that was printed to meet the demand that they thought they had and, uh, uh, sets finally going out of print. And there's just a lot of, lot of turmoil, I guess, in the, the money side of the game, the game itself, mechanically card wise doing great. Yeah. But on the money side of the game, there's a lot of weird discourse going on because we're kind of, uh, entering 2022 in, in an interesting spot for the game. At the same time, there's a lot of cards that are worth a lot more money now. So, oh yeah. So, so what what has happened is, um, anytime there's a nationals tournament or a, a world tournament or a pro tournament in a card game, cards that see lots of effective play in that tournament will go up in value. Um, and we we're seeing this in Flesh and Blood. The more playable a card is, the more money it costs. Which, to be fair. That's where you want it to be, right? They, now, they have some weird, like, alternate art versions of stuff that are expensive just because they're extremely it's, it's limited. Cool. They've got the, the you know, the the uh, fabled cards and, and stuff like that. Um, but kind of staple cards that haven't had very big print runs that are majestic or legendary uh, uh, rarity or higher, we're seeing those prices float upward. And thankfully due to the way they print the game with the first edition and the cold foils and then the unlimited edition, they've stated up front since the beginning that, hey, every card is subject to reprint. Every single yeah. card. We have no reserve list. We're not going to hold anything back. If it needs a reprint, we're going to reprint it. And they've stated that the set coming in January is going to be a reprint set. They said, well, not a reprint set. A supplemental set is the word that they use, which traditionally the only other supplemental set we've had is Crucible. And it included a few key reprints of like big name cards uh, and then a bunch of new stuff for a bunch of classes. And they right. said, hey, it's a supplemental set. It's going to have cards for every class. And the very first card that we've seen spoiled already is, is, is Arcanite Skullcap, which is one of the legendary equipment pieces from Arcane Rising, which just went out of print today. And is also one of the most used... Yeah, uh, it is. Pieces. It is one of the most used and expensive legendary headpieces, and the price got it started getting ridiculous on it. I mean, yeah, I ridiculous. Three fifty like right now. It's no, it, it's like two forty, which is still crazy high. I um, just looked at it the other day, and it was like three hundred and something. Well, one thing I've learned about Flesh and Blood is that if you add a bunch of stuff to your TCG player cart and you don't like the price, wait a couple hours and then do it again, and you'll get a different price. Uh, because I think we're still trying to find the market on a lot of these cards. And so the first card that they spoiled on the day that, that Arcane Rising, the set with Arcanite Skullcap, Skullcap, went out of print was Arcanite Skullcap. So we're going to be getting more of it printed in January, um, which means that it's the price is going to come down. Um, and, and so it's it's this hard road to walk right, with collectible games. You want your cards to have value. I don't want to go buy randomized booster packs of cards that I'm going to open, and the second I open them, they're literally worth nothing. That's that's not fun to me. You know, I don't I don't want to do that. You know, 
And so it, it's one of those things where where cards do need to have value. And it's going to be this rubber banding effect, right? And you see it in other card games where, okay, these are the cards that are worth lots of money because everybody wants them. They're printed at a high rarity. They're hard to come by. They've only been in one set so far. And as we get away from their original printing, the price is going to drift up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And then it's yeah. going to get reprinted and it's going to dip again. And then it's going to get reprinted and it's going to dip again. And the playability of the card is going to change as well because the reason Arcanite Skullcap is so good is because it is basically the best generic helmet in the game anyone can use it so it's viable for literally every deck ever um and it's the best generic helmet ever so if you don't have a class specific helmet then you're gonna run skullcap if you have access to it and so the theory is that as lss releases new headpieces that are specific to your class the demand for skullcap is going to go down right right um, so they're going to keep reprinting it. We were already getting reprint. We, we know that coming in January, um, unless the spoiler was wrong. Um, because I think it wasn't a, it wasn't a spoiler. It was a leak, right? Yeah. And then if that set in January also includes maybe three or four new helmets that are really good, then you might not want Skullcap now. If you're playing Brute, you might be like, oh, well, I don't want Skullcap. I want the new Brute helmet. That's just like, you know. Uh, uh, someone's like ripped apart corpse on my head or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what a brute would wear on their head, but you know what I mean? And so suddenly you don't want the skull cap. And then suddenly all brute players don't want the skull cap or all whatever, you know, maybe there's a, a great new guardian helmet. And it's like, Oh, it's better than skull cap for guardian. So then guardian doesn't want skull cap. So it's gotten reprinted and less classes want it now. Yeah. And, and this is, this is, the speculation of the, and this is all speculative. Obviously LSS could wake up tomorrow and go, no, we're never going to make a better helmet for anyone. Skullcap's going to be the <laughs> highest price card in the history of the game ever forever. It's possible. Um, but it doesn't seem viable yeah. or yeah, it doesn't seem likely. It seems like as the game goes on, more specialty equipment is going to pop up and you're going to be like, Oh, well you don't need a tunic. If you're playing guardian, you want to get uh, tectonic plating or you want to get heart of ice or whatever, because yeah, tunics okay. Tunics are really good generic if you're running generic equipment, but you probably want to go tectonic, right? So that's that's I've talked for a long time. I'm gonna let you talk. Well, I was about to ask if there was anything else you wanted to talk about before we end the show. Andrew, there's so much I want to talk about with this game. I feel well, like we were kind of all over the place on this one. We were all over the place on this one. I I mean, I, I'm just excited. I like opening things and yes. looking at new stuff. You're so stoked on the new set. You're like, and you're dying. I'm excited for it. I want it to come out right now. Well, um, January. And I'm excited to find out what, hopefully what cold foils I get in the new box that's coming. Oh yeah. I mailed you your box. So we could do, we yep. can do more Tales of Aria sealed. We can. More of me playing Briar. More of oh, that. Oh boy. That's my- <laughs> um so i i I mean a lot of it is just i like i like playing the game and i like opening new stuff and that's what what i'm in there for that that's what i'm here for yeah yeah and and it it scratches that itch for me it's the game and i do uh, i do really like collectability if i'm if i'm being honest i really love opening that card that like is worth a bunch of money and it's really cool or it's a cool version of it or whatever i i like that 
that's that's enjoyable to me. Now, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I don't like that. That's dumb. Then you could still put there's actually a, a commoner format that's all common cards. Or you could just go to your printer and just print you an Arcanite Skullcap. And you it's can't true. play it in like a professional tournament, but you could put it in a little sleeve in front of like another time, kind, kind of card and be like, look, I've got an Arcanite Skullcap. I can play with it with my friends and it works great. And then maybe one day when the card isn't crazy expensive, then I'll go buy one. Yeah, I I want to talk about I just want to... I'm interested in going to a store and playing. I yeah. think there's some stores around me that have... Um, I think they're Wednesday night games, which conflicts with our... <laughs> Yeah. Wednesday night hangouts, but our um, I know I, I've kind of set an unofficial goal for us as flesh and blood players that we I want us to attend a store in December. That's my plan for us in December. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, so we're gonna we'll we're gonna do that. We'll see how that goes. You'll have to come come to me or yeah. Well, I know there is a lot of flesh and blood events here. We'll figure out what which store in which of our zones has the best time frame for us now i will say the speculation is that the december promo could be santa old him which would be cool i man i gotta get that like if i don't win it or get it randomly in the league that i play in or whatever i just gotta go buy one i gotta have that santa old him (laughs) i just gotta have it gotta have it um well i think that's gonna that's gonna be it for this episode yeah, business as usual next month. Biz, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next month with a board game. <laughs> uh, don't promise anything, all right? I don't Just... know. Okay, well, maybe. We might be back next month with a board game. We'll see. Um, But yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps out a lot. We've got a Facebook at facebook.com slash boardgamebarbarians. Um, you can check out our... Discord. I need to post... We got a Discord also. Those are that's going to be in the, um, in the notes there. And uh, we have an Instagram. I need to post. I took some Dune pictures, so I need to post those pictures. Of oh Dune. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And as always, remember what is best in life is board games. Board games. All right. <laughs> Bye. Good night.